Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Stand to our feet and begin to bless and thank. Let's lift this atmosphere with worship. God, you are worthy and worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all act like y'all serve a risen king. He is risen. And we bless your name. Hallelujah. 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 Come on with the fruit of your lips. With the fruit of your lips, begin to bless his name. I don't know about anybody else, but he got up for me. Tell your neighbor, he got up for me. He got up for me. And we're so grateful that he got up this morning. I believe the atmosphere has been set. I believe God's spirit is with us. Now I believe the spirit wants to speak to us. Hallelujah. Quickly take up your Bibles. I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. If I can be turned down a little bit in the monitors, Ephesians chapter 1. I want us to look at verses 13 through 14. Somebody say, we serve a risen king. We serve a risen king. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. I know everybody looked good this morning, but I believe the Lord wants to speak to us. The Bible declares in verse number 13 of Ephesians chapter 1, In him you also trusted. After you heard the word of truth and the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed. Somebody shout, I was sealed. sealed. With the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. I love verse number 14. The Bible says, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Somebody just shout this one time as you take your seats. Say, I am sealed. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject on this Resurrection Sunday. Our inheritance from the Spirit. Our inheritance. Somebody say, my inheritance. In other words, if I could just tag this in another way, I want you to know that you've been sealed, 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 sealed. Here's the good news is that there's been something laid up for us because of the Holy Spirit that lives within us. I need us to know that there's been something laid up. There's something laid up. You good, um, Cartes. In other words, the indwelling of God's spirit in believers secures our inheritance. Oh, that's good news to me. But here's the sad reality for many believers is that many of us, I know y'all might not like this this morning. Y'all probably wanted something that you can shout on, but many of us insult the Holy Spirit. I need y'all to know that. Somebody say, I'm all in my sin. Yeah, that's how we insult the Holy Spirit. And many of us ignore the Holy Spirit. Y'all probably said, oh, no, Pastor Keith, that's not me. But many of us are self-dependent. Uh, so we insult the Holy Spirit. We ignore the Holy Spirit because some of y'all act like y'all a bag of chips and all of that. And even many of us, watch this, interrupt the work of the Spirit in our life. Because some of y'all don't want to be sanctified. 
Oh, we in hope. We insult the Holy Spirit because some of y'all just live in sin. Some of us are just ignore the Holy Spirit because some of us act like we don't need nobody, even God. And many of us interrupt the Holy Spirit's work in our life because none of y'all want to be sanctified. Tell your neighbor, I want to be sanctified. And notice this, here's the problem that I have with this, because even in the natural, nobody in their right mind would intentionally grieve the person who governs my inheritance. And in and, 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 and the natural, when you know your mama got something laid up for you, you ain't just going to treat her any kind of way. I don't know about y'all. It might not be for the love, but it may be for the inheritance. Y'all know how folk like to get themselves together for those who have an inheritance laid up for them. In the natural, if I would not grieve the one who governs my inheritance, why do we do it in the spirit? The one who says, I have governed, I govern over your inheritance. Many of us treat the Holy Spirit like he ain't nothing. Uh, why do so many believers do this in the spirit? And here's why I believe we do this. We mishandle the spirit because we're misinformed about how he governs our inheritance. We mishandle the spirit. And many of us are misinformed about our inheritance. Somebody say we're ignorant. I believe believers are ignorant about who their inheritance depends on. And what the depth of their inheritance is. Many folk go to church and they don't realize who their inheritance depends on. There's many people packed in places of worship. Somebody say today. And we don't understand the depth of our inheritance. And if we knew, we wouldn't treat the Holy Spirit like we do. And I believe it's important to know that Christ died so we would not be ignorant concerning our inheritance. That's good news to me. He died so that we might receive our inheritance. And, but he, he also died so that he, we would know who our inheritance depends on. Somebody say that's the Holy Ghost. And so that we might know the depth of our inheritance. That's good news. Y'all know some folk don't know what they're going to get until folk die. Did, did y'all catch what I just said? Y'all don't know what your mama and daddy got laid up for you until, somebody say, until they die. But God's not like that. He gives and reveals the depth of his inheritance towards us. Somebody say, today. Oh, that's good news to me, and I want to reveal that on this morning. And hear this, consider what Paul declares to the believers in Rome in Romans chapter 5, verse 15. The Bible says, but the, gift, this, the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense many died, much more the power of grace of God and the gift by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. In other words, watch this, our inheritance was made available, somebody say, by one sacrifice. And not only that, it was made available by somebody say, one savior. Therefore, we can't allow the sacrifice and resurrection of Christ to be in vain. As believers, we need to both receive, watch this, and catch revelation concerning the inheritance that's been prepared for us. Because, watch this, because of the spirit that dwells in us, we receive, somebody say, an inheritance. But here's the critical questions we've got to ask ourselves. What does our inheritance entail? I need to know what's been laid up for me. What makes us, watch this, eligible 
for our inheritance. Uh, it's, not, it's not enough to know what our inheritance entails, but I need to know uh, how do I make myself, somebody say eligible. I need to be eligible for that thing. I, I don't want God's um, son to die on the cross and I not be made eligible for this inheritance. I believe we find the answers to our questions in our foundational text. Paul opens up in Ephesians 1 to hear this, instructing believers in Ephesus as to what has been prepared for them. And then he also goes on to say God's purpose for giving us an inheritance. And then he also says that God takes pleasure in giving us an inheritance. Oh, that's good news to me, y'all, to know that something has been prepared for me, to know that God has a purpose for that inheritance, and then to also know that he takes great pleasure in us receiving that inheritance. But yet in verse number 18, he says something critical. Notice what the text says. The Bible says that I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope which he has called you, the riches of his glorious, somebody say inheritance, in his holy people. Paul prays for revelation concerning what has been prepared for them. Because watch this, just as Paul knew that believers in Ephesus could be ignorant concerning the inheritance that has been laid up for them. And, and, and Pastor Cole talked about this during seven last sayings that we're post-resurrection believers. So, so we have no reason, watch this, or no excuse to be ignorant concerning what's been laid up for us. But many of us walk like we don't have an inheritance. We walk beat down. We walk beat up. We walk discouraged, not knowing that something, watch this, has been laid up for us. I ain't going to act no kind of way when I know something has been laid up for me. Because the inheritance that you are misinformed about, watch this, will be the inheritance that you mishandle. And the reason why many of us mishandle our inheritance, somebody say, because I'm misinformed. Here's my prayer today that you don't walk out of this building be, being ignorant of what's been laid up for you. That's good news to me, y'all. So here's what I want to do. I want us to walk the text so that our testimony can be that on this Resurrection Sunday that we know this inheritance from the Spirit. So let's, let's look at the first portion of our text. The Bible says you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. I need y'all to hear this and hear this good. This may be too simple for you, but I need you to understand because of the spirit that dwells in us, our place in paradise has been promised. I need y'all to hear me and hear me good. I know that might sound simple. We think we all going to heaven and I get that, but I want you to understand our place in paradise. Somebody say it's been promised. Watch this. That means because God's spirit resides in me, he's made room for me in heaven. That's been, somebody say, prepared. It's a reserved spot for me in glory. Ooh, that's good news to me. In other words, your seat in heaven can't be taken and it can't be transferred. Somebody say, it's been reserved. I don't know if y'all ever made reservations that got canceled. Have you ever prepared to get to a place and you got yourself together, you got cute? It's like how y'all dressed up now and y'all thought y'all was coming to church and all of a sudden the pastor say church service is canceled. I, I, I didn't, I got, I looked too good for my reservation to be canceled. But God says this place that has been reserved for you, watch this, can't be taken and it cannot be transferred. Somebody say it's reserved for me. 
oh, that's good news. I don't know about nobody else, but that's good news. That means our, our inheritance from the spirit is that our seat has been reserved. I, I need you to consider what Jesus says to his disciples in John chapter 14, verses 2 through 3. The Bible says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But watch this. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may also be. In other words, my seat in glory has not only been prepared, but it's been personalized. Listen, y'all, y'all. Y'all know we're in a day and an age where the pastor has their own personal seat and we make it seem like they have this that this status with God. But God says there's no status in the kingdom. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? God says not only do I have a place prepared for you, but somebody say it's personalized. It's just for me. There's a seat that's been reserved just for me. So no longer do I have to worry about competing with such and such. No longer do I feel like I have to live up to such and such standards because God says there's a seat. Somebody say that's been reserved for me. Oh, that's good news to me, y'all. Some of y'all have been beating yourselves up because of your walk in God. Some of you have been beating yourselves down because you feel like the chips are not falling into place like you wanted to do. But God says that I've made room for you. And that room has, somebody say, been reserved. Ooh, that's good news, y'all. And hear this. I need to drop this off. I never allow a false teacher or some false gospel to tell you that God's kingdom has a capacity. Uh, In other words, John 14 and 2 reminds us that there's preparation is always made for whom God's spirit is placed in. Uh, There's somebody say there's no capacity in glory. Listen, I know that there's some denomination that tells you that there's only 144,000 seats in glory, but somebody say the devil is alive. In other words, there's no capacity in glory because God says all who desire to come in, let them come. Oh, that's good news to me, y'all. So watch this. That means no matter when I get it right, there's space for me. No matter how much I mess up, as long as I ask God, can I come in this place for me? Oh, I don't know about y'all. No matter what what I've been through, no matter what my resume looks like, somebody say, there's space for me. Oh, that's good news, y'all. So I ain't got to worry about the one that's been saved 30 years. If I got it together 30 days ago, somebody say, there's space for me. Oh, folk would like to tell you that there's capacity in glory. And listen, I ain't, gonna, I, don't, I ain't trying to bash nobody, but tell your, tell your neighbor, I'm trying to enlighten somebody. The very denomination that says there's only a room for 144,000 has more than 144,000 on the road. Somebody say, that's crazy. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, there's, there's, somebody say, there's room for me. Watch what Revelation 22, 17 says. The Bible says, and the spirit and the bride say, come. Let him who hears come. And let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life. Somebody say freely. Oh, that means there's room for me. Listen, you can get it together. Somebody say today. And there's still room for you. Notice this. The, the word promise in our foundational text 
is the Greek word which refers to a legal term which means officially sanctioned promise. In other words, that means the promise of your seat has been designated by God. In other words, it's created, somebody say, by his power. Oh, that's good news. That has been designated by God. In other words, the promise of your seat has been established by the divine nature of God. Somebody say, it's by his providence. In other words, that is only God who controls who gets the seat in glory. Y'all know folk like to put folk in hell, but it's up to God and God alone. Now, I don't know about y'all, but that's good news to me. Because if anybody knew my past, they would say that Pastor Keith don't belong in glory. But God says, notice this, that it's by his power and his watch is by his providence. So he's in control of my seat. Somebody say he's in control of my seat. And watch this. The Bible also says that it's a seat that cannot be discarded. In other words, a lot of us think that we'll lose out on what God has laid up for us. But God says, if I got it laid up for you, somebody say, you can't, he can't take it away. Ooh, that's good news, y'all. Somebody say, that's my inheritance. We'll live this walk very differently when we know what we've inherited. When I know that my seat has been divinely appointed. When I know that it's already done. Somebody say, prepared in advance. And it cannot be discarded. And it's up to God. It's providential. Oh, that's good news, y'all. This is why, although we may still be on earth, because of the spirit that dwells within us, God has already established our seats in eternity. I need y'all to catch that. It's already been established. Somebody may be saying, how do I know? I need you to go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. Notice what the Bible says. For he raised us from the dead. Somebody say, he already did it. It's in in past tense. He already raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us. Somebody say that's past tense. And him in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. That means watch this. Listen, after you make this decision for Christ, I know there's going to be some bumps in the road. I know you're not going to do everything right. I know. Listen, we like to be the spiritual police, but somebody say sit down somewhere. My seat has already been prepared. Ah, you can't do nothing to take my seat away. Matter of fact, just go on and sit in the seat that's been reserved for you. Because I got my own seat. Tell you, I got my own seat. God said he's already seated us. Somebody say with him. Listen, I, ain't, I don't care what nobody say about me. I don't care what people, folk try to slander my name. I'm already, watch this, when folks start to talk about you, you, can, you need to declare your, to yourself, I'm already seated. Ooh, with him. Ooh, that's good news to me, y'all. I don't know about y'all, but that's good news to me. This is why he speaks of our seats as past tense, because they've already been prepared. Oh, watch this. I know we like to say this in the church, and especially in the black church, but we really do have blessings with our name on it. Somebody say it's Bible. We really do have blessings with our name of it, and one of them is a seat that's been reserved for me. Ooh, that's good news to me. Y'all, y'all acting like an Anglican church. That's good news to me. Watch this. That's 1 Corinthians 1.20 speaks of our promises of God. 
so it is with our inheritance that our seats have been reserved. Somebody say they are yes. And they are amen. That means our seats in glory have been set because watch this, we've been sealed. Tell your neighbor, I've been sealed. Oh, that's good news to me. The first thing I needed us to know that our, this inheritance, because of the sacrifice of Christ and the spirit, his spirit that now dwells in us, is that my seat has been reserved. Oh, you start walking differently when you know you got a seat that's been reserved for you. You can take your time. Watch this. Folk won't want you to be at a certain place at a certain time. But you can take your walk in sanctification a little bit more gingerly when you know there's a seat reserved for you. I'm going to get it together when God says that he's done working on me. I ain't got to work at your timetable because my seat will never leave me. I'm telling y'all, I hope I'm helping somebody. My seat has been reserved. Now let's look at the next portion of the text. The Bible says, who is the guarantee of our inheritance? Now this is good news to me. The release of what has been reserved to us is made accessible by the debt that has been paid. The only way that we get released of what has been prepared for us is because a debt has been paid. Somebody say the bill has been paid. And it is the spirit of God that dwells in us that signifies that our debt has been paid. In other words, watch this. The word guarantee in our foundational text is the Greek word erabon, which means a payment paid in advance. Why is this significant to understand? Because that means as long as the spirit of God dwells in me, it's it's a reminder that payment has been made. But watch this. For my past sins. For my present sins. And watch this. For my potential sins. Somebody say the debt has been paid. The Bible says that it was paid in advance. So watch this. We beat ourselves up as we endure this journey called life when we have a mishap on the journey. But God says the debt has been paid. We get so upset when folk start to write blogs about our scandals, but God says the debt has already been paid. I don't know about y'all, but it's so good to know that not only my past sins, not only my present sins, God says the potential sins, and watch this, somebody say, I will sin on this journey. God says the debt has already been paid. Oh, that's good news, y'all. In other words, notice this means our inheritance from the spirit means that our sins have been resolved. Whoever issue with sin, somebody say it's already been resolved. Watch this. That, this is why the Bible says there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus because watch this. His payment on the cross took into account for our carnality for yesterday, today, and forevermore. Did y'all catch what I just said? I need to make this plain. As long as we're wrapped in flesh, we're subject to carnal, to carnal thoughts, to carnal acts. Watch this. We're subject to it. But God says because of the payment that was made on the cross, he says he took into account the the sins of yesterday, today, and somebody say forevermore. Forevermore. My every sin has been resolved. See, some of the folk that's quiet right now, y'all the ones that act like you don't see them. Watch what Paul declares in Romans 5.19. The Bible says, and watch this, I, ain't, I don't care who watching, somebody say, this pastor sin. 
See, pastors don't like to say that. Bishops don't like to say that. But as long as I'm wrapped in flesh, I sin, but I thank God that my pay, the payment of my sins, have already been paid. The Bible says, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made, somebody say, righteous. My sins have been resolved. That means it's by one sacrifice, one savior, and one spirit. Somebody say that all. Somebody say all. All of our sins have been resolved. So here's a word of wisdom. If the spirit of God dwells in you, don't allow anyone to judge you by your sins or your past sins. Listen, don't even try to justify yourself. Y'all know how we like to say, well, you don't know, I done, I done came out of that. You don't know how I've been delivered from that. I ain't got to justify myself to men. Because watch this. His sacrifice has already made me, somebody say justified. And listen, while you wasting your time trying to explain things to folk, you are delaying what God has told you to do in life. I'm not going to try to explain stuff to folk that really don't want an explanation. Because folk that want you to justify your past really don't want to want you to justify it. They really want to condemn you. So some of us spend so much time trying to get our resume together, try to tell folk, try to look all cute, try to put ourselves all together for men that have no um, power to justify us. I ain't worrying about you. Somebody say I've been justified. Oh, I've been justified. I leave all that stuff for Facebook and Twitter. Somebody say I've been justified. I don't care what you found out about in my past. You don't know that my debt has already been paid. I says, watch what 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 11 declares. But you will watch. Somebody say past tense. Oh, but you were sanctified. Somebody say past tense. And you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody say past tense. Listen, I've been washed. I've been sanctified. And I've been justified. I ain't got to justify myself. Somebody say to nobody. To nobody, to nobody, because my sins have already been resolved. Ooh, that's good news to me, y'all. You don't have to prove anything to anybody concerning your past. But because watch this, the spirit of God within you is proof that you've been purified. Here's the problem with a lot of y'all. Y'all doing too much talking and not allowing the spirit to justify you himself for you. Y'all stay with me. This is why a lot of us, why I said this, we insult the spirit. We ignore the spirit. We do all of that to the spirit. We interrupt his work. And watch this. God say, you ain't got to do nothing. Just let the spirit talk for you. This is why the Bible says, don't be afraid of men in their faces. Don't even worry about what you would say in that time. For the spirit will speak for you. That's good news to me. When folk want to try to figure out where I've been, I'm going to let the spirit speak for me. Tell your neighbors, say, save your voice. Listen, I, I ain't going to lose my voice talking to fools. I'm going to let the spirit, somebody say, speak for me. Ooh, that's good news to me, y'all. Watch this. You don't have to clarify your past because your sins have been resolved. You don't have to complain about your past because your sins have been resolved. And watch this. You are not condemned because of your past because your sins have been resolved. Ah, that's good news to, you, to me, y'all. I don't have to clarify, complain, I condemn myself for what God has already made me clean. Watch what 1 John 1, 9 says. The Bible says he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us, somebody say, from all unrighteousness. 
and the Spirit of God is a sign in us that we've been cleansed. Listen, when you know what your inheritance is, you'll walk different. God wants us to know that our sins have already been resolved. How many of us beat ourselves up because of what our How many of us beat ourselves up because of what our present looks like? How many beat ourselves beat ourselves up because we have no idea of what our future will look like? And God says your sins have already been resolved. The Bible says he's already cleansed you. He's already sanctified you. And he's already justified you. Somebody say walk differently. I'm going to walk differently in this season. We got to walk differently. And here's the last thing I want us to say, because I know some of y'all got, y'all got all kind of stuff on the stove. Some of y'all from the barbecue, I'm going to get out of your way. Watch this. Watch the last portion of our text. The Bible says, until the redemption of the purchased possession. Here's what I need us to understand. If we can be honest, life will cause us to endure many losses. Did y'all hear what I just said? Life knows how to cause us to endure many losses. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a young 38-year-old. But even in my short life, watch this, I've endured many losses. Somebody say many losses. And life has caused, watch this, many believers much pain from that unexpected divorce. Somebody say pain. How many has, life has caused much pain from that untimely death. Somebody say much pain. And even much pain from that unreal disappointment. Somebody say much pain. And here's what the enemy desires. He desires for us to believe that the pain from the losses of life will always be perpetual. Somebody say last forever. But, but this is why it is hard for many to take hold of their healing from the divorce, from the death, and from the disappointment. Because the enemy wants to hold you hostage from stuff that hurts you. That, that's what the enemy wants us to believe. We, he wants us to believe that this is, that it will always, somebody say, be like this. But God, in his infinite wisdom, by way of the sacrifice of Christ, I need you to hear something. The good news is that our souls have been rescued. Uh, somebody say, my soul. Uh, the inner parts of me, the, the stuff that I don't want to share with nobody, the stuff that hurt me so bad that I put it deep down in this place. Somebody say, in my soul. But God says, because of what Christ did on the cross, your inheritance now is that your soul has been rescued. This is why our foundational text says, until the redemption of the purchased possession. Oh, somebody say, it's already been purchased. This word redemption in our foundational text, it, it, in other words, it means a payment of a ransom or rescue of a person that was previously enslaved. Y'all know life and the issues of life know how to try to put a snare on us, to keep us in a place where we can't move, where we don't want to deal with nobody, where we want to shut folk out. Somebody say you can be, watch this, you can be, um, out, you can be out of jail but still enslaved. Not folk that's out of jail yet still enslaved by the issues of life. But God says, I've rescued you. In other words, our souls may have been beaten by life. But watch this. It's not in bondage. Did y'all catch what I just said? Your soul may have been beaten by the issues of life. But somebody say, I'm not in bondage. Uh, you're not in bondage. Your souls may have been belittled by the issues of life. But tell your neighbor, my soul is not in bondage. Watch this, your soul may even be burdened by the issues of life. 
but your soul, somebody say, is not in bondage. Somebody say, it's not in bondage. Because, see, y'all don't want to declare it. Somebody say, my soul is not in bondage. Your soul is not in bondage. Our soul may have endured the issues of life, but our inheritance from the spirit is that our soul has liberty. Watch this. I'm going to give you Bible. The Bible says this in 2 Corinthians 3.17. The Bible says, now the Lord is spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. I need y'all to hear this and hear this good. Bondage must never be in the vocabulary of the believer. Because access, watch this, bondage does not have access to the blood-bought believer. Somebody say, his spirit resides in me. The enemy wants you to believe that because of the issues of life, you can never come out of that. The enemy wants you to believe that you were hurt so bad that you could never love again. The enemy wants you to believe that folk have talked about your name so bad that what God has promised you could never come to fruition. But watch this. Because if his spirit resides in me, somebody say, I have liberty. Listen, we got to get that word bondage out of our vocabulary because as long as the spirit of God dwells in me, I have liberty. Watch this. The good news is, is that we've been designed for liberty. Did y'all hear that? Not only should that not be in my vocabulary, but God says that because the spirit of God dwells in you, you've been designed for freedom. Someone say, I'm designed for freedom. Watch what Galatians 5 and 1 says. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Uh, in other words, watch this. This means that liberty is our place of residence. Because by God's spirits, our souls have been, somebody say, rescued. No matter the plot of the enemy, no matter the plan of the enemy, the enemy has no ability to hold us captive because liberty is where we remain. I don't know if y'all really feeling me on that, but watch this. I'm going to say this and I don't care who's, who like it or not. I don't care who don't like this, but chains on the life of a believer, somebody say it's a choice. I need y'all to catch that. It's a continual choice. I don't care what you say. It's a choice. It's a trick of the enemy for you to believe that your struggle is actually a snare. The enemy always wants you to believe that what you struggle with is actually a snare. Somebody say the devil is a lie. Oh, no, no, you ain't got me in bondage because, because as long as the spirit of God dwells in you, you can choose to be free. Now that's good news to me. I can choose to be free. Somebody shout that I can be I can choose to be free. We sung this this morning. But the Bible says in John 8:36, therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. The deposit of the Holy Spirit in us reveals that we are free. And I ain't just talking about sin. I'm talking about the stuff that hurts you. I'm talking about the stuff that beats you down. I'm talking about the people that have belittled you talking about the stuff that is burdening you. God says you ain't got to be in bondage to that. And matter of fact, it's the trick of the enemy to believe you that you are. Somebody say, I'm free. See, if I could sing, I would say, I'm free. Praise the Lord, I'm free. No longer bound. No more chains holding me. Y'all know if I could sing, I would, I would sing that thing, but I, 
I, I have to ask Brian to come and sing that because I can't sing it. I wish that was my gift, but it ain't. But watch this. Because of the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, our inheritance has been, somebody say, secure. Those that have believed have received God's spirit because of the re resurrection of Christ. And God's spirit within us, watch this, ensures our inheritance. Some of us walk around like we have no inheritance from God. That's a sad tragedy, y'all. Some of y'all still walk around in bondage. Some of us still walk around like our sins um, 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 signify who we are in God. Somebody say the devil is a lie. Have an inheritance. Therefore, it makes no sense for us to be ignorant of this inheritance. And this inheritance from the spirit means that our seat has been reserved. Don't let nobody talk you out of your seat. Somebody say that's, y'all know when the old church folk like to have their own seats and then you, you, see, a, you see a visitor come and say, you be, you be like, girl, that's, you know that's my seat. You know. But the good news is, in God, it ain't like that. Nobody can take, somebody say my seat. Ooh, that's good news, y'all. I don't get lost in the crowd with God because my seat has been reserved. My sins, my, say, somebody say all of them. All of my sins. And watch this, when you know that all of your sins have been resolved, it should make you um, act a little bit differently between, um, about other people's sins. Because y'all know church folk can be the most judgmental folk. But when I know that my past, my present, and even my potential stuff, because it may not be you today, but it could be you tomorrow. You'll treat folk a little bit differently. And see, I believe the reason why church folk so nasty is because they do not know their inheritance in God. I've got to know that my sins have been resolved. And then watch this. My soul, whoo, my soul has been rescued. Oh, there's no issue of life. There's no hurt. There's no burden. There's nothing that has belittled me that God cannot rescue me from. And watch this. Here's the good news. This inheritance just not does not only benefit me. Somebody say it benefits God. So watch this. I need y'all to catch this. The Bible says, but I believe uh, the, in verse number 14. Watch this. The our foundational sex says, to the praise of his glory. So in other words, our ability to walk in our inheritance is so that the son might be revered. We want somebody to reverence God, but we walk around like we ain't got nothing. Y'all know that? I ain't got to have a lot of money, but I've got, um, watch this, um, spiritual blessings. Somebody say in heavenly places. And many of us, you wonder why folk don't want to come to church. You wonder why the world don't want nothing to do with us because we walk around like we have no inheritance. God says, if you can walk in this inheritance, watch this, my son might be revered. Somebody may bow down and reverence him, not knowing that my sins, watch this, have been resolved. Somebody needs to know that their sins have been resolved. And we walk around like we've got, like we've got name tags with our sins on us. And nobody can revere this God that we say we serve. We, we, we get beat up by life just like them. And then we walk around like we're in bondage. And we like, girl, I ain't got to do all of that. I, I, I'll go get me a man. I'll go get me this. I'll go get something. I'll get that drink. If that's how you act with the issues of life, I'll pick something else up rather than God. We wonder why nobody wants to come to church no more. Somebody say, I've got spiritual blessings. 
in heavenly places. But hear this. So God's son might be revered. In other words, our inability to walk in our inheritance may be the reason that someone is unwilling to walk with him. Listen, it's not how much scripture you, you quote, but can you walk in your inheritance? It's not how much Bible you know. It's not how well you minister, but can you walk in your inheritance? And I believe many believers don't fully walk in their inheritance from the spirit. It's for the praise of his glory. But watch this, and I'm done. I, I believe our ability to take hold of this inheritance, it requires our response. Somebody say response. You don't just walk into this. It requires your response. Watch this. Consider the beginning portion of verse number 13. The Bible says, in him you also trusted. After you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom you have also believed. This inheritance is made accessible, watch this, by both the salvation and the spirit that we willingly receive. I need you to hear this and hear this good. I'm not just saying that the spirit dwells in you, but do you receive the spirit in your life? Many of us don't want that kind of work to take place in our life. But God says that not only do you believe, but watch this. The Bible says in him you also trust him. Do you trust in the work of the spirit in your life? Here's my prayer. This inheritance requires a response. And my prayer on this Resurrection Sunday, that we all make this response so that this inheritance might be received from all, by all of us. It makes no sense for something to be laid up and we don't live in it. This Resurrection Sunday will be in vain if we don't receive, watch this, both salvation and his spirit. Let us stand to our feet. Hey, do this. Lift your hands as a sign of surrender. There may be something in your life where you didn't allow the spirit to work fully in your life. You've insulted him. You've ignored him. You've interrupted the work of the spirit in your life. I know y'all got meals on the stove. I know y'all look good. Y'all waiting for this to be over so you can take some picture with your friend. But none of that will matter if we allow this Resurrection Sunday to be in vain. Father, I thank you. Thank you, God, for your people. God, I thank you, God, for your spirit that dwells in them. I pray, God, that the spirit dwells in all of them. And for those of us who have first believed and confessed with our mouths, help us today, God, we pray. God, many of us have not walked in this inheritance and it's caused others to fail or be unwilling to walk with you. Forgive us, God, we pray. God, we've beat ourselves up, God, and tried to justify ourselves before men. Not knowing, God, that, watch this, our seats have been reserved. Help us to know that, God, that no man has the ability to snatch us out of your hand. God, but it's been reserved. Somebody shout, reserved. God, we won't move. We'll be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in your work, knowing, God, that our seats have been reserved, God. It's by your providential hand, God. No pastor, no bishop, no, no judgmental Christian can take our seat away. Thank you, God, that it's been reserved. God, we'll stay in our seat. God, we'll stay posted. We'll sit there firmly, trusting in you. And God, we thank you now, God, that our sins have been resolved. I pr I'm praying, God, for the one who think they ain't going to sin. Praying for the one that think they got it all together. But God, you said, God, 
even for these potential sins. Help us to know, God, that they have already been resolved. If we can just confess our sins to you, God, the Bible declares that you are faithful and just to forgive us. Help us to walk in that level of freedom, knowing, God, that you've already paid the debt, not just for past stuff, God, but your Bible declares, God, that we've already been cleansed, we've already been sanctified, and we've already been justified. Thank you for that, God, we pray. And God, thank you now, God, that our souls have been rescued. Help us not to be in bondage. Take that word out of our vocabulary. God, you said whom the son is made free is free indeed. God, the stuff of life may have hurt, but it cannot hold us hostage. God, that death may have hurt, but it cannot hold me hostage. God, what they said about me may have hurt, but God, it cannot hold us hostage. Help us to know, God, that our soul has been rescued. Help us to reveal your son. Prayer, God, we pray. God, that we all receive your spirit and we all receive salvation. And it's in Jesus' name. If you believe that, say thank God and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. If you got anything out of this, give God a hand clap of praise. Quickly, I want to speak to the person that says I don't have a relationship with Christ and I need to get it together. And I want to pray even for those that say I need to recommit my life to Christ. This pandemic has drawn me away. I have not been as faithful as I should have been. I want you to come to this altar on Resurrection Sunday. Somebody say, I need prayer. I need help. I've been doing this thing by myself. Actually, matter of fact, I've interrupted the work of the Spirit in my life. If that's you, come to this altar. Come on, let's not. I know you look cute this morning. Come on, let's get it right with God. You want to be saved. You need to get it together. Come to this altar. Come on, come on. Come to this altar now. Ask your neighbor, do you need to come to the altar? Is there something you need to work out with God? Hey, we all family here. Come to this altar. Come to this altar. Come to this altar. You are worthy and worthy to be prayed. Come on. Come to this altar. I know y'all got stuff on the crop pocket. It's going to be okay. Come on, come to this altar. Your food ain't going to be jacked up. Come to this altar. We thank you, God. You are worthy and worthy to be praised. Come on, I don't want to miss this opportunity. You needed to get it together. Serena, come here real quickly. I believe in the back there's some oil. Can somebody go get the oil and give it to my wife? I want you to anoint their heads. Come on. If you just need prayer, I need to get my life together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, God. You are worthy and worthy to be prayed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. There's still time for you at the altar. You're worthy and worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Can you begin to anoint them for me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It may not be you today, but it could easily be you tomorrow. We bless your name. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hey, let do me a favor. Sometimes these moments can be moments of spectation. And we want to be spectators, but we're all going to stand to our feet. Reminding ourselves it may not be us today, but it could be us tomorrow. We're standing together with them. We're not isolating them in this moment. But somebody say we're in this thing together. Come on, let's begin to pray. Father, we thank you. God, we honor you, God, for your spirit in this place. We honor you for your sacrifice. Cause these on this altar to remind themselves, God, and to always remember that it was because of one sacrifice, one Savior, God, that they have now been sanctified. I pray, God, that they know that, God, that they've already been cleansed, that they've already been justified, that they've already been sanctified. And matter of fact, God, they are seated with you in heavenly places. God, I pray, God, for whatever their struggle is, cause them to be reminded, God, that it is not a snare. God, it's just a, it's just a momentary light affliction, God, that you shall deliver them from in due season. So, God, be with them. God, strengthen them. God, I pray. God, I pray, God, that is even as um, David declared, restore the joy of their salvation. Cause them not to beat themselves up, God, by the, because of the issues of life that have beaten them down. But God calls them to know, God, that you are still yet with them, that you still yet love them, and God, that you will always yet be with them. For your word declares, God, that whoever you put is put in your father's hand, no man can snatch away. Cause them to know, God, they, that they are secure. I pray, God, that you strengthen them for the journey ahead. Because, God, even with this issue today, God, there'll be something else tomorrow. There'll be something else next week. But God calls them to always be reminded, God. Always be reminded that because of one sacrifice, you paid it all. Somebody shout all. And we believe it to be so. God, that they can walk now in the newness of you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And every believer said, thank God. And amen. Give God a hand clap of praise as they return to us. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident. Because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.